Talk Show. Recorded live. Hello, this is William Fink, and this is Christiania Saturdays. Today is Saturday, February 21st, 2015. Praise Yahweh, the God of Israel, and thank you for listening. Tonight I decided to have an open lines program. I've had computer issues all week, and, and, and um, wow, need a break. I'll be here next Monday with part four of Martin Luther's The Devil, well, well, the Martin Luther series, and The Devil in Luther's Dreams. Next week we should get into the, um, the nitty-gritty on, on humanism and Jewish infiltration in, in the Roman Catholic Church and, and the um, archbishops, the courts of the archbishops of Germany. That there was, um, that there's a lot to understand about the Roman Catholic oppression of German people all the way back in the 1500s, and and how they were taking advantage of the Christian faith to use Germany as a cash cow for their lascivious lifestyles, their monuments, their parties. Typical Jews. Tonight we're going to have call-ins, and I hope that people call in, people besides the typical trolls. I have a few things to say, and, and um, what's been happening at Christagenia, what we're finally, I could say we're finally pretty much settled in. I still don't have all my books. Melissa and I still have a couple hundred books in storage I don't have um, room for readily. Um, we'll, we'll get them here in the next month or two. There's some books there that I want to employ for the German Origin series, and I thought I would have started by now, Classical Records and German Origins. I will begin it soon, hopefully in, in, in the next um, two to four weeks. That's all I can promise up front. I, I don't ever plan my, my programs until... Monday and Tuesday the week in question, for the most part, generally. I mean, if I'm doing a series like Two Corinthians, which is probably coming up here next Friday, then I know I'm pretty much going to stick with that for a while, except for an occasional break. But um, other than that, I really don't plan these programs too far in advance. I know what topics I might want to discuss in the future, and that's about it. It's... um. If identity Christians are convicted of their beliefs, they should be promoting those beliefs publicly in every place that they could find to do so. That doesn't mean getting beat up and thrown out of the bar and stuff like that or thrown off the bus, but we should be promoting our beliefs our profession publicly every chance we could get. That's our duty to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. Before that, we have no other duty as Christians except to care for our brethren and to take care of, to love one another and and our families. Aside from that, our energy should go into, in one way or another, we can't all be evangelists, 
But in one way or another, we should all be promoting the kingdom of Yahweh and the Christian identity truth every way that we could find to do so. Otherwise, we're not serious about our faith. And otherwise, we're not serious about our God. And that's not something to take lightly. There are um, a host of trolls in my talk show chat every week, and, and they prove who they are by trolling my talk show chat. If they were serious about God, about Yahweh, our God, they wouldn't be doing that. They would be off preaching the gospel of the kingdom. That's the commandment we have from Christ. They would be off edifying and, and caring and building for their brethren rather than being trolls in somebody else's talk show chat. So they proved that they're Jews, but that's a different story. Identity Christians, real identity Christians, not the trolls, because the trolls are always active trolling. They post their troll material, their slanders, their blasphemies everywhere they can. But I'm talking about real, authentic identity Christians. They should be posting or commenting on websites, on YouTube videos, wherever and whenever they can, and always posting something that promotes our beliefs. If we believe the Christian identity message, we should actively support and promote it throughout every moment of our lives in one way or another. That is what we live for. We disregard ourselves and live for the gospel of Christ. So we put that into practice every chance we could get. It is not enough to post on closed forums like the Christiania Forum or, or, or even, for instance, the, um, the more or less private religious groups on Stormfront. And it's not even worthwhile posting on Stormfront because Stormfront is simply a rabbit hole for tens of thousands of trolls and the enemies of God. There are a few real Christians there, and only a few. Rather, we should consider WordPress blogs. We should make them. Make WordPress blogs. If you have nothing to do one night, it's raining out, you can't go out, you're stuck in a house, you've got a cold, you've got to watch your sick kid. Sit and make a WordPress blog. It's free. Make a WordPress blog. Make a, a Google blogger account, a YouTube channel, a Tumblr blog, and post links to Christian identity websites that you value and appreciate to help spread the message. Use those free services which are provided by the Jew, by the enemies of Christ, use those services to our advantage because those Jew bastards and, and all of these talk show trolls and, and all of these infiltrators into Christian identity, all of the perverts, all of the enemies of God, they all use those free services to their advantage. So why shouldn't we do the same thing? I actually have, um, well, well, I have, Christogenia has 
six or seven servers online, and, and it has um, all the websites that I care to make that I think I could keep up with. But aside from that, I have several WordPress blogs promoting Christian identity that I haven't even touched in three, four years. I probably don't even remember the passwords. I don't care. They got a few things up there. They say good things about Christian identity. They're anonymous. They don't look like they're me. And, and they, they have some positive, some positive things to say. And that, if we all did that, we could have 500 WordPress blogs. Just go make a WordPress blog, make a few links to Christogenia.org. Not only Christogenia, make, make, make them the Kinsman Redeemer. Make them to the Fellowship of God's Covenant people. Make them to whatever. you true to whatever. Anything that, that's um, Brother Ryan's website. Anything that's in favor of our cause and helps to promote it. It only takes 10 minutes to throw up a WordPress blog, put an article on it, put a little paragraph on it, throw some links in it, and forget it. Forget it. Don't ever go back to it again. But that blog will turn up on search engines. And because there are links to other Christian identity websites on that blog, you will be boosting those Christian identity websites in the search engine rankings. So every little bit helps. And Tumblr accounts, there's a place that's loaded with pornography. Blogger is a place that's loaded with all kinds of Judeo-Christian and mainstream garbage. We all know what YouTube is. And, and WordPress is just like Blogger. Use those things to our advantage. Over the past year alone, and I'm going to do something with them. But over the past year alone, several people have sent me good introductory Christian identity articles that they themselves have written. And even if they're not perfect, even if they're not academic, those things are testimonies. They're testimonies to one individual's discovery of the truth. So even if they're not Edgar Allan Poe masterpieces, they all have merit. We need them. Making the effort to write them, those men should want to publish them somewhere to be read. I would be willing to help with that to show how to make a quick WordPress blog. It only takes a few minutes. Put your paper up there. You could save the password, or, or you could post it and, and, and make a link to some Christian identity sites and, and then disregard it. Forget you ever did it. It could be anonymous. You could make a, a Google email account in five minutes flat. Use that email account to start a WordPress blog in 10 minutes flat. Choose yourself a theme on WordPress, give it a title, and, and post your little paper, and post some links. The whole process is 30 minutes. It's easy, and it's free. 
Another listener sends me all of the correspondence that he regularly has with pastors and members of the Concordant Bible Society. And some of it's pretty good. Some of these exchanges are often quite good, even when they don't believe them, because they never really believe them. Sometimes he hits little switches in her head, and he arouses the curiosity, which he did recently with the Christogenia New Testament translation of Acts I think it's Acts 9.15, where, where Paul was told that he was to go to the nations and kings of the sons of Israel. These exchanges are often good, but they would be better on a blog or on a website, and I would help do that if I could encourage that person to, to, to start the blog and to make the posts. I would help do it. I can't do it all myself. I don't want to publish everything CI under Christogenia or under my own name. I don't want to do that. I don't want to look like I'm the only identity Christian in the whole damn world. We can't do that. We need, even if they're pseudonyms, we need 10,000 names out there, all promoting various aspects of Christian identity. It can be done. 2,000 people, I'm not bragging, I'm just stating a fact. Most of my podcasts are downloaded 1,600, 1,700, 2,000, 2,500 times. And if one quarter of those people went and started a WordPress blog or a Tumblr blog or a blogger blog or, or, or something similar, wow, we would rock it in the search engine results. Maybe not immediately because it takes time. The blog has to be there for a while. It has to be at least moderately active in, in order to, um, meaning getting visitors in search engine results itself. And, and Google has algorithms. Now, I have proof that Google is actually suppressing Christogenia visitor figures. I have proof of that, indisputable proof. I, I'm going to, I, I plan on posting it at, at my forum in the near future. I was hoping to do that weeks ago. I haven't had the chance to do it yet. But, you, you know, even the Google al algorithms can only do so much. A and the more we have exposure, whether Google likes it or not, we're going to stay at the top or move up in the search engine results and get more clicks and slowly gather more interest in our message. So we can't be sedentary Christians, not even online. And I'm going to talk about offline in a few minutes. We can't be sedentary Christians. We can't just keep listening, keep listening, keep listening, and, and, and not do anything else to advance the cause. And, and I appreciate, I, I, I thank God every day for the people that, that can't do these things that instead donate to my, to, to my website so that I could keep it online. And that's a very necessary component of what I do. Otherwise, I'll be off working at Walmart, and I won't be able to do anything with my website. So if, if that's the bottom line. But everybody else who just listens and 
listen, 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 read, 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 but don't do anything to share your belief. If you believe what you're listening to is truth, as we should, and you're convinced that it's the truth, you have a responsibility, an obligation to do something to promote that truth. So no, don't send me your last $10. I I don't know. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is you get online and you join the cause. You write a couple of paragraphs, two paragraphs. It doesn't have to be college-level English. It doesn't have to be um, perfect prose. Just write two paragraphs, do it anonymously, throw it up on a blog or blog, put some links there to some articles or podcasts that you like, that you found that you found value in, and, and, and leave it. And, and do that once in a while. Go back to that blog and post something else. And just leave it. Don't take comments. Don't allow comments. Close comments so that you don't have to be engaged with it all the time. Just close the comments. It's easy. I'll help you. I'll show you how to do it. I'll walk you through it. And, and then the ball's in your court. And, and you go every once in a while and post an article. Give it a name. It don't have to be a fancy name. It, it could be Joe's blog or Mike's blog. It don't matter. Get online. Get out there. Get in front of people. And, and if we could add that there's like 20,000 Judeo-Christian sites out there, that there's maybe three dozen decent Christian identity sites. Maybe it's four dozen decent Christian identity sites. We should be, we believe that our message is the truth. We, each one of us, should be online with it so that we could be ubiquitous. Christian identity should be everywhere. It should turn up in every damn search result for, for anything having to do with religion, history, or, or, or language, Hebrew, Greek. We have all that covered. We should have it all covered so that people have to see Christian identity in their face every day. That's how we reach people. One man can't do it. I, I reach 20,000 people a month. Maybe... Christiania could reach 40,000 people a month with the help of 15 or 20 more blog posts out on the Internet with links. Maybe not that much, but that's how we grow. We don't grow sitting on our asses. It don't work. And but one person, no matter, I try to be as effective as I could be and, and could be three times more effective but with... Um, with, with help from listeners and doing little things like that. The 20,000 people a month that visit Christagenia, that's the suppressed Google number. I can prove that it's double that. But you won't see it in the Alexa rankings. And, and that's another story.
we would be more effective. I could be effective on one website under one name. We could be exponentially more effective on many websites under many names. Even if people just write a couple of paragraphs every couple of months, write about something that has to do with your Christian identity experience. A hundred words. That's all it takes. Post two links and throw it up there. Oh, I liked this podcast because it, it, it expressed this idea very clearly, and, and there was one, or this sermon, because it expressed this idea very clearly, and, and I thought it was a good perspective, blah, 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 blah. It could be all fluff, and a link to the sermon, or a link to the podcast. Wow, would that help? And, and that's what the Jews do. That's what our enemies do. That's what these online activists do. And, and they take what, what should be probably a small presence, <clears throat> and, and they're able to turn it into a very large presence because they're active like that. But we need to... Um, well, we can't fight the beast in the streets, but we could become proactive and... and um, use the enemy against himself as long as we have the tools available. We should be taking, take, taking um, advantage of them. If a tenth of the people professing Christian identity started a WordPress or a Google or a Tumblr account, and they're all free, which can all be maintained, not totally anonymously, but quasi-anonymously, that, that then <clears throat> said just a few kind words about some identity article or website or posted a couple of links, we would get exponentially more exposure on the Internet. The more exposure, the higher we rank in search entry results, the higher we rank, the more people see our message. That's the bottom line. Google and Bing can only suppress us to a limited degree. We want people to see our message, even if they hate us, because we want people to think about what's going on in the world. Even when they hate us, we are sowing the seeds of the kingdom of God. And some of them might eventually get it. If anybody is on my Skype contacts list and, and wants to join in this program, please send me a Skype. Now, we've um, pretty much settled here in, a, in our new home in North Florida, and we can once again turn our own attention to promoting our work in addition to everything we do to add to it. And I'm not bragging, but I'm just stating the facts, I add the equivalent of nearly 100 typed pages of Christian identity commentary and research to my websites every month. That takes a lot of time writing and promoting the work are two entirely different endeavors. So we're dabbling in ways to effectively promote our website 
and spread the message of what we believe to be the truth. And one of these ways is through T-shirts and business cards and stuff like that. And, and I've thought about it in the past, but I've never really done it. I had cards that fr from an old link at the old website that people could download and print, but they became kind of obsolete with software updates, and I never got back to them. So I know it sounds like a Jewish marketing scheme, but it really isn't. T-shirts can be a very effective way to make a statement. So we've had some T-shirts printed, and they're available at Christagenia.com. I wouldn't go out and, and rush to buy them. I was um, not happy with the quality of the latest shirts, and we're experimenting, and, and hopefully we'll be able to improve it. We tried um, customing. If, if anybody knows of a better company, please let me know. We tried. We looked at Uber shirts and all the big Internet corporate Jew outfits, Uber shirts wants minimum orders of like six shirts. That's not right. Nobody can do that. We tried Custom Ink, and they had really good work and really nice, high-quality materials and, and printing, but they don't have a retail interface. Even though you can buy one shirt at a time, they just don't. It's, it's difficult to buy anything there. So we went to Spreadshirt, and they got a really cool retail interface, and we've already embedded it into Christagenia.com. But the first shirts we put up there, we had them design are inexpensive, and, and we didn't like the quality. We thought it was inferior. It was way inferior to the shirts from Custom Inc. So we've um, posted a higher quality shirt this week. And I know that two people found um, those shirts and ordered them. And if they want to contact me, I'll send them a better shirt just out of my own goodwill because I feel bad they bought shirts that we weren't happy with. So I'll send them a better shirt and um, if they give me their size and stuff like that. The, um, the more expensive shirts from Custom Inc., which are like $19 for a shirt, that's a lot for a T-shirt. Maybe it's not because I go to the stores just to look uh, on, on the beach, and they want over 20 bucks for a T-shirt that, that has some stupid Jew slogan or logo on it. The, um, the, the Chris Gennie shirts are pretty nice, and, and, and when, they're, when, when they're a decent quality, we will... Um, make an announcement on the main Christagenia website that they're available at Christagenia.com. We haven't really announced them yet because we weren't happy for the quality of the first shirt. So I could say it here. <clears throat> we also took the time this month, and this is long overdue, to get Christagenia business cards printed. And yes, this is, um, this is something we were without for well over a year. And um, we used to have a simple design for cards on our old site, and it, the software made it made the template in the word processor obsolete, and we had to delete it. You don't have to operate a business to use business cards. They're a great way to spread a message. They're an excellent way of introducing people to a website, and and. Um, when we had our last business cards, we spread them out as far as we could. They make great bookmarks, if nothing else. If anyone actually still reads books made of paper, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute too. 
We leave the business cards wherever we can. We give them out to whoever will take one. They could be left in discreet places, in restaurants, in bookstores, wherever one goes, diner, breakfast eatery, bulletin boards. I've hung cards there on diners. You see those bulletin boards when you go in the door, and usually there's some church cards hanging up there. And, and I've actually put Christogenia cards on those bulletin boards and just left. Just stick it there and leave. Nobody will take it down. They'll look at it. They think it's church. That's pretty good. Maybe they'll go to their website and check it out. Maybe they'll listen to something. Now we finally took a couple of the images which um, Aaron Swartz made for us a couple of years ago. He did some uh, wonderful work for us on the Christrike book design that he put together for us in 2012. We made some adjustments, added some text, and, and used those designs for T-shirts and cards, and they're really pretty cool. And we had a bunch of cards printed at vistaprints.com. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to try to find methods where other people can order little Christogenia logo cards to give out. And people used to do that when I had the old website and I had the templates available. And they used to print them out themselves and give them out, pass them out to friends, what, enemies, whatever, people in bookstores. It works. It's effective. People would go look at the website. Maybe some of them will get it. If anybody wants to um, order Vistaprint cards, they're really pretty nice. And, and um, if they contact me with a request through email, I'll make the artwork available. I'll send them a copy of the artwork. They could order their own cards until we get another solution. If identity Christians are convicted of their beliefs, they should be promoting those beliefs publicly in every place they can find them. Read the book of Acts. The apostles did not avoid the beast system. They confronted it. They went to the marketplaces. They went to the assembly halls looking for people who would listen to the truth. If we really believe that we should serve Yahweh our God first, we should spend at least a little time each week doing that same thing. If we are in a position where we have a need to be discreet, and many of us do, we have high-profile jobs, or, or at least we have jobs. That's, a, that's a, an accomplishment today. Well, Joseph of Arimathea, he had a high-profile job. He was a high-profile businessman. Erastus, the chamberlain of the city, mentioned in the book of Acts, or in one of Paul's epistles, in Corinthians, I think, or in Romans, I'm sorry. And, and the city officials mentioned in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 19, there were city officials who were friends of Paul in Ephesus. You don't think they were risking their positions being friends of Paul in Ephesus? And they were city officials. They were officials of the Ephesians. Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses and even Southern Baptists go knocking on doors looking for people who will listen to their sales pitches. I wouldn't go that far. That's religious hucksterism. We don't want to be like them. But we can still get our message out in front of people, even if we feel we must be discreet about it. 
Identity Christians, if they really believe they have the truth, should be willing to counter those Judeo-Christian groups and promote our faith to other whites. Far too many people visit our websites and download our podcasts, listening and reading passively. And that's good, but far too many of them, even if they take the time to proclaim it to others, quite often only preach to the choir on forums or on Facebook where only your 300 or 400 friends, if you want to call them that, might see your post, and only a tenth of them are going to pay attention. And, and if it's anything real, one of them is going to report it, and you'll probably get your account canceled or suspended. So that's not the way to spread the message. You're only preaching to the choir, and when you preach outside of the choir on Facebook, you get reported and you lose your account. Facebook is a rabbit hole to contain you. The Saxon Messenger will once again be appearing semi-regularly. I feel really bad there were only two Saxon Messengers last year. And a new issue will hopefully be out in the next couple of weeks. That's what we plan. We've actually initiated that. We're going to shoot for four to six issues this year. I can't do 12. It's just too much of a schedule. And, and um, you, you know, we, we include a lot of writers in the Saxon Messenger articles who are Jew-wise that are not hostile to Christian identity. Lasha Darkmoon is one of them. Some of her articles are just wonderful. She really, really has a good grip on the Jews. She writes for the um, Occidental Observer and for her own blog. She's just one example. She's anonymous. She has a blog. She ended up writing for the Occidental Observer because she felt she had to do something. She's not even a Christian. Not really, not the way we see Christians. So if she could do it, anybody could do it. That, that's, I mean, she's, she has a very high quality of writing, but it, it's um, nothing that anybody here can't grasp or, or um, come close to when they're writing. And I know that. I know that from a lot of the forum posts. So the Saxon Messenger will once again be appearing semi-regularly. I become a little discouraged with the Saxon Messenger, and this is another aspect where I think that we, we it, as identity Christians, not all the time, but we often fail. And that's because the Saxon Messenger, not that it's too difficult a project. I'm going to do the writing anyway, one way or another. I get the idea, I write it. I write an article, or I put it in a podcast, and, and post the article with the podcast. I'm going to do the writing. But it gets, um, I get discouraged with it because the PDF files usually get hundreds and thousands of downloads. 
But the print issues only get a few purchases. And this is another aspect. And, and, and it sounds like hucksterism when you try to sell books. I know that. I know what it sounds like. But there's nothing better than holding onto a book. There's nothing better than holding a hard copy. I have all these Greek resources, and, and I could sit and use Bible works and, and um, Esword and Libronics and all this wonderful software I've been blessed with. And it helps me with my writing because I cut and paste chunks of text and throw it into the word processor, and, and it saves me a lot of time. But wow, there's nothing better. I still have six books within reach right now and I'm not even doing a pun, doing doing any writing. Not today. Usually when I'm writing I have eight, ten, twelve books on my desk. Because there's nothing better than holding a paper book. Maybe I'm out of touch, regardless of my own technical ability. In overestimating how much print media people purchase but I sell very few Saxon messengers. And I only get about a dollar, a dollar forty an issue. Because I should get some support in exchange for the work I do. I sell very few because people don't seem to be interested. Identity Christians don't seem to be interested in print media. Which is I think that's a shame. The Jew media, they're able to sustain all these magazine racks and supermarkets, all these bookstores. That they sell. You walk down the aisle in a, in a Jew bookstore, and, and you'll see 5,000 different brands of magazine. And they all sell. I mean, magazines come and go, but there are magazines, hundreds of brands of magazines that have made money and, and stayed fluent for 10, 20, 30 years the Jews are able to sell their magazines. And those, those things, those rags, they're not cheap. I buy a, um, a trade magazine, a Linux. I, I use Linux, right? That's my second love is computers. My first love is God. Well, not counting Melissa. The... the um, I read Linux magazines once in a while. I get to the store to buy some, probably about twice a year. And um, they're like $18 a piece for a decent trade magazine. That's 80 pages, and 40 pages is advertising. No exaggeration. And they're worth it for, for, for the technical information that they have. They might be worth 18 bucks. A Saxon Messenger is 50 pages, 54 pages maybe, no advertising. I know you could go get all the articles online for free. You can. You go to Lasha Darkmoon site, you go to Chris Degenia, you go to Kevin McDonald, you go to whoever else we print, Mark Downey, any particular week, any particular issue, you get all the articles for nothing. Read them all for free. You don't have to buy a copy of Christ Like or the Chris Degenia New Testament. You get it all for nothing. Everything's online for free. Everything I write is online for free, whether I sell it or not. But there's nothing better than a hard copy. Nothing better. There's nothing better than holding the book in your hand 
and passing it around to share. And we don't do enough of that in Christian identity. We sit online and we bitch about niggers and Jews. That's what identity Christians do. That's what too many of them do. Now, there's a lot of good people that support my ministry in various ways and help me, but it's probably one-tenth of one percent of my listeners. That would be about 20 people. That's what I would guess. It might be 30. I don't want to sell them short. They're the most wonderful people in the world. But what about those other 18, 1900 people? Go, if, if you can't afford a magazine, that's fine. Go start a blog. If you can't afford a, a, a Saxon Messenger, and it's not only the Saxon Messenger. I am um, in occasional touch with one of the more prolific writers of books in Christian identity. I'm not going to mention his name. I don't want to embarrass anyone. But this man, he produced, we don't agree on everything. We agree on the important things. Jesus Christ is God. Christianity is exclusively for white people. We agree on the important things. Jews are devils in flesh. We agree on the important things. But we don't agree on everything. But he's a good man. And he's very prolific writer of books, Christian identity books, and he doesn't sell hardly any books because identity Christians, if they're buying books, they must be buying them at, from the damn Jews at Barnes and Nobles, I'll tell you that. And that's, I'm not whining. I don't care if I never sell a book. I'm still going to write because I make all my writing available free. I don't make money off books. My last royalty check from Lulu was, for a month, was $22. I sure as hell can't live on that. I only have two books. If I had 100 books, would I have $1,100 maybe? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> and you can't live on $1,100 for a month. Identity Christians... Because Christians are compelled, real Christians are compelled to share their writing freely. I am. I can't sell what I write. I make books so that people could have hard copies because nothing's better than a hard copy. And I think we really fall short in that area because we're used to having everything free. You're not going to have that computer forever. When the proverbial shit hits the fan, you're not going to be able to dig up PDFs from the Internet. You should have books. You should have at least enough books to substantiate our faith. But you should also have hard copies of magazines and booklets and pamphlets to pass around. You don't have to buy them from me. But I know that identity Christians are really short on, on supporting the, um, the people that spend so much time documenting our faith. They expect everything for free in PDFs downloaded, and they want 
I guess they take their money and they go buy copies of Cosmo or GQ or some Jew magazine. The last time I, I, I looked in the supermarket at a copy of Cosmo, that's just a straight Jew rag. Advertisements and, and soft porn from cover to cover. And, and it, it was pretty expensive. Six, seven, eight dollars. I don't remember, but I was taken aback by the price for a magazine that probably gets the lion's share of its revenue from advertising. And it's just Jew trash. So that's just um that's just the way I feel about that. And and we do fall short in those areas. That's my opinion. If you're buying um a lot of us can't afford to buy books and, and I agree. If if you can't you gotta feed your wife, take care of your kids, all that comes first, pay your bills. But if you're buying Jew trash and entertainment and you think you're a Christian, and you're not buying reprints from Kingdom Identity or, or, or um, and, and he's not the guy I was talking about before, or, or supporting the work of Christian identity writers and building a library for yourself of, of the material which supports and proves our faith, then I believe you're falling short. You're cheating yourself, and you don't know it. I have more to say. I have more comments. And this is um, a lot of little things that I don't really get to address on my regular on my regular forecast, on my regular podcast, I'm sorry, but they need to be said. I would like to sit out and sit down and type them out for my forum, but I don't have time for that. So this is a good opportunity for that. We have a call from um, California. Hello. Meow, 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 meow. Okay, we have a clown from California. Incredible. There's a certain um there's a certain forum in Australia which I won't mention by name. It claims to be a Christiania forum, right? I'm sorry, a Christian identity forum. And there's a certain... Well, the owner of that forum sent me an email complaining he was no longer getting Christiania audio feeds. Before I had time to respond, and, and not long after his first email because I do have about 1,500 backed-up emails, maybe. He sent me another email, and he was addressing me as rabbi and calling me Jew boy. Wow. He apparently did this because he was offended that I didn't respond to his first email quickly enough. This um, self-delusioned bastard actually must think that maybe I have nothing better to do than to sit around waiting for an email from him. 
Amazingly, though, at the same time that he was slandering me, he made a post on his own forum complaining about people who claimed to be CI labeling as a Jew everyone who disagrees with them. This clown is clearly, from my perspective, out to slander anyone that he disagrees with or anyone that doesn't bow to him while using the Jewish technique of projection in order to appear innocent himself. This is a trick straight from the Jewish Internet Defense Force, Visser, Lindstedt, Joe November School of Phony CI. And he has learned it well from his old radio partner, Geronimo Visser. Now he's posting cleaned up versions of his emails to me on his forum in order to make me look evil. He removed the slanders. What a moron. I never said an evil word to this individual. Never. Until I read the way he addressed me in those emails and decided to say a few things to him in a pre-programmed rant here last month. The bottom line is this. Even though I make all of my work publicly available without charge so that anyone can read it, it still belongs to me. And I can still provide it or not provide it to whomever I choose. If he's picking up a feed from my website, if I want to turn it off, that's my prerogative. I don't have an obligation to him. This clown down under runs a forum where he posts everyone else's labors, but he does nothing of value himself. He is the one playing the part of the typical Jew. I had to get that in tonight. And I know he'll hear it. And he needs to. He needs to grow the fuck up. Everybody, all these clowns in identity Christianity with their own agendas need to grow up and choose to follow God. And we won't have, if everybody in Christian identity left their own agendas behind and chose to submit themselves to the Word of God, we wouldn't have any divisions that were significant. We're always going to disagree on a lot of little things in peripheral, peripheral issues, but we wouldn't have any significant divisions so long as we all choose to submit to God. We might be able to interpret things, certain things, a little differently from another. But we wouldn't beat each other over the head with them if we were really Christians. The acceptance of bastards. This is a This, Christ said, he who is not gathering with me scatters. And he was only gathering the sheep. He came only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. An individual who I won't name came into the Christogenia chat server on Thursday night, I think it was. And, um, claimed to be Christian identity, and then he asked about being one-eighth Indian. 
Nan Wai. And when I told him how I felt about that, he said, well, other CI people accepted me, and they even prayed for and helped him when he had times of trouble. That's what he said. So he couldn't under, understand why we didn't accept him. So, and, and, and he said that they prayed for him and helped him, even though they knew that he wasn't entirely white. And that's a problem right there. That's a serious problem with the law of God in the minds of those individuals who helped him and encouraged him to profess Christian identity when he does not belong in the picture. Now, I don't believe, believe it or not, I mean, some of you won't believe this, I don't believe in being unnecessarily cruel to anyone. But we still have to profess the truth, no matter how uncomfortable we make people feel. So this individual heard what I believe to be the truth from me and why. And he seemed to um, acknowledge how I felt. And he left the chat server with some links to some podcasts where I explain my position in depth. Sons or Bastards was one of those podcasts. I received a Skype from um, Brother Ryan sitting, saying he'd like to participate, so I'm going to have him here momentarily. He left with some podcasts just so he understands. I'm not trying to edify him. I'm just trying to make him understand why I feel as if I do, as I do. And he won't come back. And I don't want him back. And the sad part of this affair is not that one individual. A bastard is a bastard. We cannot accept bastards, period. That's the commandment from Yahweh. But the sad part of the affair is that many, and perhaps even a majority of identity Christians, think it's okay to accept people of mixed race. It is not okay. It is not okay to compromise the Word of God. Not at all. Not one bit. We don't do it. If we do it, then we are basically mocking God. We're mocking God. We're not submitting in obedience to God. We're mocking him when we try to pervert his law. Hello, can you hear me? Hello, Ryan. I got a few things more to say. We're mocking God when we claim to be, to love God, and we pervert his law. That's not submitting ourselves to God. That's not Christian obedience. Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's what he said. He didn't say, 
if you love me, I'll let you just change them to make yourself comfortable. If we love God, we keep his commandments. And that leads me to one more thing that I wanted to say tonight before I say hello to, to Brother Ryan. And, and please forgive me, Ryan. That there was a listener last week to one of my podcasts in the talk show chat. He goes by the name, It's Almost Too Late on Talk Show. That's his name. I'm going to point his dumbass out real quick. If there's one thing I hate, it's people with agendas. People who act in a subversive manner while they're putting on a a false front and and clearly have agendas. If you have an, an agenda... It's going to be exposed pretty quickly. It's not going to um, it, it's not going to succeed, not here. I'm not going to have anything to do with you. You'll be exposed real quick. This um, it's almost too late. He'd been listening to my programs for a long time here and and posting links and chatting once in a while in the chat. And last week, he used a um, a distortion of my last name. He did it on purpose. I'd smack him silly if he ever did it to my face. He wouldn't do it to my face. He's a keyboard coward. He said um, something about wishing to think would kiss and make up with Joe November. And this attitude is common among the people that listen to these programs on talk show. And it's the wrong attitude because it shows a willingness to compromise. Joseph November, very clearly, and I proved it beyond all reasonable doubt in a podcast I did with Sword Brethren here two years ago from his own statements, not from one or two statements, but from half a dozen statements which he himself made in context at length, telling Mexicans they could be Christians, beasts of the field become men and go to heaven, and and people of 15% Canaanite blood can go to heaven, can see the kingdom of God, can be accepted by God. He's a universalist. That's what he is. He denies the label, but the proof is there beyond doubt. I'm not going to kiss and make up with, with anybody like that. No. Every individual who's white should kiss and make up with God and submit themselves to his law and his agenda. If we, we don't kiss and make up with each other, we can only reconcile to one another when we reconcile ourselves to God first. There's no compromising the word of God, period. There's no kissing and making up with somebody who's unrepentant 
of his blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. He who is not gathering with me scatters. All men should choose to obey God. And then, if all men chose to obey God, we would not have these divisions. Men who do not choose to obey God, they are, as Paul would say, Anasima Maranatha, accursed rebels made to be taken and destroyed. That's all they are. You want to promote the idea that a Mexican could be a Christian? You are Anasima Maranatha. You're an accursed rebel made to be taken and destroyed. Joe November has proven to the world what he is through his own statements. Just because he stands here and pretends to be pro-white, anti-Jew, that doesn't mean that he stands in the truth. He obviously doesn't. There won't be any conciliation. And there can't be, because he's not going to change his vain, proud mind. He is not humble. He acts humble. He'll kiss your ass if you listen to him and agree with him. He's not humble. That's not humility. Biblical humility is a willingness to submit to the word of God. Brother Ryan had a little trouble with his headset. We're going to try again. Hello. 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 How you doing? Thanks. All right. I was having a little bit of technical difficulties there with my headset. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, sounding good. Okay. Yeah, I was um uh, I uh I got a couple of them shirts, uh Christoginia shirt and a Christrike shirt I wore in videos on my YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we saw the um Christoginia shirt on the video. Melissa and I we watched it last week. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, as, um, uh, you know, we need to, uh, we identity Christians do need to show a unified front. You know, we need to, uh, it's like uh, the Spartan warriors in the movie 300, it's like a phalanx, we all put our shoulders together, interlock our shields together. I did a video um, a couple of weeks ago on my YouTube titled Promote the Brethren, and in it I talk about promoting one another's work. Uh, whether it's websites, things they've written, it doesn't even have to be Christian identity related. If you have a fellow Christian identity brother that uh, in your neighborhood or in your area that's a plumber or a mechanic or whatever, you promote one another's business, you look out for one another. And when if you're not a if you're not a writer, if you're not a person that makes videos or does podcasts or something like that there's like you said there's ways that on the internet people can post links to websites where people have written things or to podcast or whatever but one thing that 
I've uh, talked about off and on in the past with with brethren is, you know, when we think of um, you know, people like uh, Glenn Beck, we know automatically, oh, he's a Mormon. Or somebody like uh, Tom Cruise or John Travolta, oh, they're Scientology. Or Alice Cooper, Dave Mustaine, a lot of us metalheads know that, oh, they're evangelical Christians. Well, it's like I know that there's some very talented and gifted Christian identists out there, but they, it's like they hide their light under a bushel, and you want people to know, oh, that person, he's a good guy, has a good business, he's, he's fair, he does good work, or, or she does good work, or whatever. And you want them to know they're an identity Christian. And we need to put identity Christianity, the truth, the racial truth, properly identifying who the Israelites are, we need to put that out there in people's faces where they see it some way, shape, form, or fashion, or they experience it by someone they know in their neighborhood from another identity Christian, and make it just part of people's... When they get on the Internet, they can't get away from Christian identity. Something's got to be there. In their daily life, there's something that's always there about identity. And that's why bumper stickers, business cards are great tools. They're not that expensive to buy a stack of bumper stickers or a stack of business cards. It's, it's not that hard. Buy for gifts. Buy people. Um, I know, Bill, you and I both, we love books. We like um, we, we like to collect books, and one thing that you can do for a family member or a friend that you think enjoys books and will read is buy them a copy of Christ Strike or some other Christian identity book or something like that. But it's like you said, every week, at least every week, you need to find an excuse, if you need me, a way to help publish this good news of the kingdom of Yahweh. Well, well, that's what we're supposed to do is proclaim the kingdom of Yahweh, and every identity Christian should find a way to do it. And, and there have been good papers which people have sent me. That they, they may not be. Um, that they may not be exhaustive proofs of Christian identity, but they say enough to be an individual's testimony. And every individual's testimony out there counts for something and helps our cause and advances the kingdom. Right, exactly. Uh, the evangelicals always, you know, the, the saying, stand up and testify. <laughs> well, that's what we need to be doing is testifying and, and, and sharing this wonderful, beautiful truth about understanding our race and not just being racially awake. You know, if you're just racially awake, it's like these white nationalists. They understand race just enough to hurt themselves. It's, um, um, it's, it's kind of like giving a two-year-old a loaded gun. <laughs> they, they understand race, but they don't really know why the white race is supreme. They don't know why uh, we have, despite our own behaviors, our race has uh, been successful and, uh, in, in, this, uh, in this world with our creativity, our, our ingenuity, our, our inventions and, and technologies and things like that through the centuries. But they don't really know why. They don't really know why the Jew hates us so bad. They don't understand that, you know, Ben Clausen had one phrase or acronym correct. It is a Rahoa. It really is a racial holy war. But the only explanation is going to be found in the Holy Scriptures. And the white nationalists, 
there's a lot of Christian identists, I know this, I've seen this, that will hide their light of the gospel of Christ under a bushel for sake of unity with some other white person who may understand race, but then they blaspheme Yahweh, they mock Christianity, and they, and they promote some sort of humanistic agenda to save our race. Which is counterproductive. That's right. Race, I always say, once I came to the racial understanding myself as an ex-Judeo, I said race is a truth that belongs to the white Christian. Everybody else is just like a little two-year-old playing with a loaded gun. They really don't know what they're doing, and it's a circus out there. And Christian identity, if we work with one another, whether it's behind the scenes or out front or whatever it is, and, and, and got, have each other's back, if you will, and have each other's shoulder and show brotherly love and let the white nationalist in fight and fight over who sells the most books, who has the prettiest uh, uh, videos, who puts on the most uh, fancy lectures, who's got the most members in their group. Let them fight over all that foolishness. We identists need to show that we truly have love for one another, and we love our, our race, and we need to show this and live this because we have the truth. Christian identity is the truth, and we need to live upon that daily. Well, we should treat it like the truth, and, and we should um, – well, well, I won't say the whole saying my father used to say, but we should eat and breathe Christian identity throughout our daily walk. And, and um, if we believe it to be true – we should promote it whenever we can and take an active role in promoting it, not a passive role. Sitting in your easy chair, downloading podcasts, and going on Facebook to bitch about Jews and niggers doesn't mean that you're preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And our, um, our, our commission from Christ is to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And... There were no um, apostles. There were no appointed apostles in this day and age. Everybody in the New Testament that proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom, that heard it, became an apostle of that cause. We're all apostles of the gospel of the kingdom if we take up the cause sincerely. We all had that role at one time or another, and we should all step up to the plate and 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 um, and, and and promote the kingdom of God. Amen. Uh, another uh, point I want to make is the isms and the schisms and identity. It's 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 no problem that we have our little disagreements on the minor things here and there, but we cannot purposely separate ourselves and cut ourselves off and create our own little sects and cults and start backstabbing one another and have these little cults of personality, um, we have to start um, – well, we need to stay away from that type of attitude, that type of spirit where we think, well, um, I, I disagree with William Fink on this, so I I'm going to stay over here in my little corner. When William Fink makes himself – I myself, Bill, you know, I'm, I've always been kind of a, I've always been kind of a loner kind of guy myself. I do videos, okay. Um, I, I show my face. 
I, I don't um, I don't have fancy productions. I I don't have a script I read from. I have notes. I'm just myself. But in my daily life, you know that I'm a, a very private person and and all that. But you you make yourself very available on Teamspeak, and people can download that easily enough. You make yourself available on Skype. People can email you. If they have questions, and people tell me a lot, well, I, well, I just disagree with William Fink on this doctrine. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you approach the gentleman and talk to him and talk to him like a fellow Christian brother? He's not going to beat you over the head if you all have a disagreement on some minor something here and there. That's not a big deal. Absolutely not. And, and I'm probably the, the only um, – I don't really like to use the term pastor, but the only Christian identity pastor, even though I can, I'm, I'm the only one with his own chat server that anybody, it's a free open chat server, go to TeamSpeak and download the software, TeamSpeak free software, and connect to Christagonia.net. And, and the instructions are right there on, on my website, how to do that. I'm the most, I purposely try to keep myself, even when I'm tied up and I'm busy, I may not be there two nights in a row, three nights in a row, but I'll be there. I purposely try to keep myself available to anybody that wants to talk. As long as they talk. Right. Just like after after this podcast, I know that you'll be in TeamSpeak. People can go to the Christagenia.org website, look at the announcements, click on the announcement section, and there follow the instructions for the TeamSpeak um, thing there you download. And, and they can, you know, I, 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 every time someone always tells me, I disagree with William Fink on this or that. Well, you know what? I have disagreed with you, William, on doctrines and stuff, and I've never had a problem uh, discussing it with you, and you're, you're sit and, and we'll discuss. And I believe that we show love to, to one another, to people, brothers and sisters. It's easy. It's like Christ said. <laughs> you know, he's the master and he is the creator, right? He's, I think he knows what he's talking about. When he said, you know, if you love people that love you, what's your reward? Because the sinners do that. But Christians, those that Israelites that want to live by, by Christian principle, by Yahweh's law, really, of love, you love people even if you have – you show your real love is what I want to say. When there is a little bit of disagreement, it's easy to love somebody. You, you, you both agree on everything, Right. But when you have a disagreement, you talk it out. The scripture in Isaiah says, come, let us reason together. And, and you sit down and you hash it out. And if you don't agree, then go away with a good spirit for one another. And I've done this with, with other identity people. Is I always say, well, you know, I disagree with you. And they say, well, I disagree with you. After we discuss for an hour or two. And then we say, okay, well, let's pray for one another. Still love you, brother. Why is it that people in identity, they have to be so uh, – I wish they were confrontational, but they have to be so, um, well, you know, I don't like this, so they grumble over here in their little corner on the Internet. And, and, you know, instead of say, let's try Chris Gaines. Let's talk to William Fink. Let's see if we can ask him why he believes all white people are going to get eternal life. Well, ask him. That We have to have this interaction because the more we interact, we're going to hash out these things. And as, Christi as uh, Christian identity goes forward after – you and I pass away, and, and others, Mark Downey and all of us, we pass away. Our generation passes away, and the next generation of identists come. 
you know, we want to know that we've laid the foundation. They can go forward in their studies and their research and gone forward with things instead of we all just start breaking up into little factions and then, you know, allowing Internet rumors and personality clashes and isms and schisms to keep us divided. We've, identists, we've got to have each other's back. Absolutely we should. What we should be looking out for each other, that's brotherly love, right? What we should be, um, I don't, you know, I have a little section of the Christogonia forum called the Insane Clown Posse, and, and I post the trolls there and, and people that attack me. Um, and, and some of them attack me rather persistently, and it's amazing to me. Some of them, the hypocritical bastards, have some of my articles posted on their websites while they're attacking me consistently for years. So they prove their own hypocrisy. So I have a little um, section on the Christogonia form that addresses some of them. But I don't attack anybody. I don't attack anybody that hasn't consistently um, and, and again and again attacked me first. And, and then they get a little section of the insane clown posse sub-forum on the Christogonia forum. And, and it, it's, they're only the extreme cases that I post there. And everybody else, I, there's hundreds of people who disagree with me. I just ignore them. If they don't engage with me, I just ignore them. I don't go attacking them because they disagree with me. That, that's ridiculous. And there's plenty of people that post on the Christogonian forum that agree with me on the important issues, and, and they're the issues that I constantly outline that we have to agree on. Right. Jesus Christ is God come in the flesh. Amen. Deny that, or else we're antichrists. And, and if you love him, keep his commandments, so we should love God's law. And, and that Christianity is only for our race, and that the other races are absolutely excluded. Those three things, if we agree on those three things, everything else is peripheral. We agree on what's important. We can gather the sheep together without scattering. Right. We can work together. We can all put our shoulders, our shields together, lock them together, and, and a unified front in a phalanx. You know, um, I, I see, uh, and I've seen this, uh, Bill, and, and it's something that I, I want to uh, get across. I, I've experienced it numerous times, is I have seen, well, people that call themselves Christian identity. They, they profess it. And then they go out of their way to kiss a lot of, well, blasphemers, a lot of atheists and pagan white nationalists for the sake of unity and race, but then they won't give, well, me or other Christian identity brethren and sisters the time of day. And it, it hurts. It hurts my feelings that a fellow, someone who calls themselves a Christian, would go out of their way to kiss someone's butt just because they believe in race and won't and when a Christian identity brother or sister reaches out in fellowship to them, they snub their nose at them. Well, a lot of those people are only using, some of them have pet peeves, but a lot of them are only using Christian identity as, as a platform for their own self-promotion. 
Oh, you're, you're not saying they have an agenda, are you? Yeah, that's what Joe Remember <laughs> does. He uses Christian identity as a platform for his own self-promotion. Right. I, I wanted to say a word to um, the Hiawatha trip. Um, being from the South and, and, and have been a Ku Klux Klansman, and I was in a, a wonderful a couple of Klan groups, and uh, I enjoyed my time with them, but I've seen at rallies and things that there would be the people that would show up and say, well, you know, I'm one-eighth Cherokee Indian, and, um, you know, things like that. And, of course, I wrote a, one of my newsletters. I did a whole – I used the whole issue one, one month when I had the monthly newsletter – and I wrote an article titled Hiawatha Trip, and I spoke of this Hiawatha tripping that a lot of people, white people who, well, they think that they got this somewhere in their family genealogy. They have this mysterious – she's always an Indian princess with hair down, dragging the ground. Um, she was the daughter of some you know, chief shit in the face or something like that. And she's in their bloodline, and, and um, they want to claim that they're part Indian, and yet I have found that that myth runs throughout the families of white Americans from coast to coast and border to border, and 99% of the time it's a myth, and they don't have any Asiatic right. mongoloid DNA in them, but it keeps them from being truly – it keeps them back from truly embracing the racial truth that there are no bastards, that you have to be a pure-blood Adamic Israelite. Right. And, and some people that, that I know, that I still talk to to this day, have expressed that fear because of those rumors in their family. And 99% and, and, um, of the time, those rumors are not true. Those rumors are the result of the romanticizing of the American Indian that the Jews foisted and, and the humanists foisted on um, the American people until uh, all the way back to the Civil War. And last of the Mohicans came out, I think, in the 1860s, 1870s. And, and the, the whole idea of being... Um, having Indian blood was romanticized ever since then. And generations of young American boys received this notion because they thought that they took up this notion because they thought it was cool. Just like today, that you have people claiming to be part Jew or part nigger, and they're not, but it's cool in the mainstream. Well, well they think it's cool. If somebody comes to me with, with that, with, with that um, profession or with that fear, the ones that fear it, I would, it, it's in my heart, the ones that fear it, I usually tell them that unless you can prove it, don't worry about it. You go with your heart. But the ones that are proud of it, they exhibit a total lack of scruples in racial conscience. And, and I usually reject those people. Well, right. Uh, if, you, if your conscience, uh, you know, if it bothers you to, to think that you're not white and you, you've heard these myths that, that uh, you know, you had some Indian princess in your bloodline somewhere or some, you know, 
uh, prairie nigger on, in, in your bloodline somewhere, and you've heard this, but no one in your family can actually point what, what ancestor, what relative it was, and it bothers you, then most likely it's not going to be true. I did a uh, – and Bill, you know this – I did a uh, satirical video. Uh, it's on my TrueTube channel titled Not So Clear Agenda, and it, I, I took water bottles with different color water to make a point. And now that's um, – you know, this, what this does is it creates confusion among – uh, among folks, but uh, it shouldn't. I was at an event years ago, and um, well, long story short, an individual who had bragged he was part Indian and part Jew, and we knew he well, I knew he was because I knew he confessed it a couple of years before somewhere else at another event that wasn't a racist event. And so he got called out, and so this whole group of skinheads and clansmen and stuff were surrounding him and I, and I said, Look, dude. Are you not part Jew and part American Indian? And he looked at me and said, what's it matter? We're all white nationalists here. And I said, wait a minute. You didn't deny it. Two skinheads escorted him to his car. And you that's see. the way it should be. Right. Bastards that are pro-white are no, not, no um, they're violations of God's law. They can't help us. And they don't have a clear agenda. <laughs> right. They never have a clear agenda. And, and to accept them is to agree to a violation of God's law. By this way, this individual, we confirmed it, was a card-carrying member of the, of the National Alliance. Right. An, another supposedly pro-white group that accepts anybody because they have no concrete moral compass. If you believe in racial purity and the Israel identity message, there is absolutely, and you believe that Yeshua is Yahweh, you have, and you understand the Jew, there is no such thing as a good Jew. Nathan, brother Nathan is not a good Jew. He's a scumbag devil. Um, if you understand that and believe those three things, there's absolutely no reason why you cannot fellowship with what you think, myself, or any other fellow Christian identists. Right. Unless your own ego prevents it. Right. If, if you're a humble man, and, and we both agree on, on, on the, um, those three things and, and love the law of God, we should be able to get along. We, 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 we could disagree about a hundred things. We should be able to get along as brethren in Christ. And, and this, as long as we're not disagreeing over the clear word of Scripture and the clear law of God, there's a lot of things that the Scripture leaves open for discussion. And in brotherly, well, or sisterly, love. You know, you and I have done podcasts about brotherly love. My point in calling it in tonight was simply to to, well, support what you're doing. Uh, people should call in and support you on call-in shows. Is th to support what you're doing, we should support one another, stick up for one another, even if we have some sort of doctrinal disagreements or anything like that, we've got to put that aside for the bigger picture, which is this wonderful truth of Christian identity, which the truth will spread, and there's going to be another generation. You and I are middle-aged, Bill, so there's going to be another generation that's already rising up, and they're going to take this message as we have uh, us identists today, well, we should be, trying to take the wonderful message from the previous generations, Wesley Swift and Compare and Sheldon Emery and what have you, and going forward and uh, 
adding more information, historical documentation, going to the Greek word studies, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, well, now it's going to be up to the next generation to take the work that, that's been done of our generation of identists and go forward. There has to be this positive unity and not kissing anybody's butt just because they believe in race or because they don't like Jews. Well, whoopee-doo, those people have their own agenda if they're not pointing towards Yahweh our God, they have their own selfish agenda, and Yahweh has punished our people over and over throughout history. The Bible's full of the stories when white people, white Israelites, would not give glory to Yahweh, who is a jealous God. Absolutely. And, and, and that's, that's a lesson that's all throughout the prophets in the Old Testament. Yahweh is a jealous God. And and we should prefer, we Christians should realize that, and we should prefer our not only racially awake, but our spiritually awake fellow whites. And when we go to these racially awake whites, we should tell them, hey, you're right about race. Let me show you the, the full story here in the scripture. This is why we're superior. This is why this racial battle has been going on for centuries. This is, or thousands of years. This is why the Jew is evil, because he was, he, he's, he's a demon seaman. He is the bloodline of fallen angelic beings creating these beast creatures and what we call these different, well, mud races. And we can explain these things and show this from scripture, explain it from history and things like that, then we can pull a white nationalist into spiritual awakening. And then that white, how many white nationalists that have come to identities such as Savin, Brett Light, these men that were white, racially awake, and I know Savin's listening tonight, and they become racially awake and they, and they do their, their thing and they, they speak out about race, and then they come to the truth that, that Yahshua was an Aryan, he's our kinsman redeemer, and Yahweh is our ancient God, and then look what happens to them. It just gives life to them, and they, they go forward with a full, complete understanding. If you're just racially awake, you only, have, you only have half the sandwich, and it's up to us, identists, to give our racial brethren the full sandwich. If they don't want it, why do you waste your time with them? You need to go forward with someone else, and in the meantime, you need to Treat your Christian identity, brothers and sisters, as if they are higher than you, always seeking to help promote their work, promote their life, and their prosperity, and love one another. Amen. What can I say to that? That's exactly right. Our race was created to serve our God. Our race was not created to run around going white power. We hate niggers and Jews. Our race was created to bring glory to Yahweh. So I don't care if someone's racially awake or not. If they reject Yahweh, that's what put us in this situation in the first place. Our race is in its tr the trouble it's in now and the turmoil it's in because we have rejected our God. And, and that's part of the lesson in the New Testament, that the Israelites had come to um, feel special simply because they were Israelites and at the same time break the law of God. And it didn't get them anywhere. Being Israelites only got them into servitude, captivity, and punishment. Right. And so people, Christian identity people, should be supporting this, the identity truth 
uh, in supporting other Christian identists. If you can't do a ministry or you don't want to do a ministry or, or whatever, then support a ministry either with your, you know, if you've got financial offerings, or support it simply just by promoting its website. And, and that, for, for the people that can't afford to... Um to, to spend money on, on, on supporting a ministry or on buying books, the best thing they could do is get themselves a WordPress blog, and, and, and it's free. It, it, it's free. It's right there. WordPress.com. Sign up. Get yourself a blog. Give it a, a stupid name or whatever, whatever you want to name it. It don't matter what you name it. And... and, and Make a paragraph or two about your profession, and it can be anonymous, and post some links. I believe Christian identity. This is why I believe it. I think it's the truth. It, that this is the, um, the real deal about the Bible and history, however you want to phrase it. And, and that, if, if we could get a thousand of them out there on, on WordPress, on, on Google, on Blogger, on, on, on Tumblr, and, and 10,000. It, it, little professions of our faith, that adds to the conversation, and, and it gets seen in search engines. Those little WordPress blogs get seen, and people click on them and see that, and, and it might get 100 views a year. 200 views a year. It, it's not going to get, uh, unless you do an awful lot of writing and, and multimedia, it's not going to get 700, 800 people a day, but 100 views a year. If 100 people see your profession and two of them click, you, I, I used to tell guys in prison that I taught Christian identity to, and they come to me and say, what do you want me to do? What should I do? What should I do? Because they'd be on fire with this message. And I'd say, look, slow down and study and, and talk to the guys that you think you could talk to because you don't know if you're going to be the guy that gets out of prison and converts 10,000 people or if you are going to convert one person who in turn goes out and converts 10,000 people. You don't know that. So you do what you can, but the, the most important thing to do is to wear the message on your lips all the time and to pro promote it, profess it whenever you can. And, and online, that means going to WordPress, getting a blog. It takes 10 minutes. Go into... Um, YouTube and posting some comments with some links on relevant videos. We all, I see these videos get passed around all the time. Um, this nigger says something or a store robbery or something funny or that these videos get passed around the emails from YouTube and sometimes I click on them and go look at them and get a giggle or think that's pretty good, I'm going to download it. And I don't know from the way it's been on my mailing list how many Christian identity people probably saw that video. And I'll look at the comments, and I won't see any. If 50 Christian identity people saw that video, why aren't there any comments? 
I posted a thread on the Christiania Forum last week. I go to the Council of Conservative Citizens, and I make comments once in a while on articles. And sometimes those comments are a little acerbic, but I always post under my own name, William Fink. Well, the Council of Conservative Citizens has banned me from commenting on their website. But I, 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 they had my, my testimony. I gave it to them. I told them what I feel about Jews, about niggers. They're compromisers. And they're never going to get anywhere by compromise. So they heard from me, and they banned me. So I did my job. And we should all do that. Reach other whites. Get in their faces. Confront them with this message. We should all do it. And not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Absolutely. Well, I, I just wanted to call in and, and uh, you know, add to the what you were saying there, brother. And I certainly appreciate, and I know you've got a lot of people that appreciate what you do, you and, and Sister Melissa do there at Christagenia. And uh, uh, thank you for, for all that. And, um, you know, I just wanted to add to the, to the program tonight, brother. Well, thank you, Ryan. You're... you're, you're um opinions valued and your call is valued because we only had one prank caller tonight i don't nobody wants to call in on my call-in programs we had one prank caller that was it that's okay i still love them and and um i'm going to end the program on that note thank you for your call and your input it's appreciated tell christ brother praise yahweh tell christ and i will be here next friday night i will probably start a presentation on Paul's second epistle to the Corinthians. It's not 100% yet, but that's the way I'm leaning right now. Next Saturday, The Devil in Luther's Dreams, part four. Praise Yahweh, the God of Israel, and good night.